0: everybody and welcome to a very special spooky episode of games my mom found i am mike alberton who's celebrating all the holidays with me tonight
1: michael k hughes and first time show guest kenneth sanity
0: <laughs> technically yes technically no maybe <laughs> one of those That's first, the
2: there.
1: first published <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes
0: uh and kenneth and this is actually the only reason this is on the show is because of you so why don't you introduce what we're talking about
1: all right, so today we are going to be talking about one of the most seminal stories in the Batman universe, also one of the longest continual runs of Batman for a narrative. We are talking about Batman, The Long Halloween.
0: Book that never ends. Oh, God. <laughs> you can live up to I, I that name. <laughs> so those that don't know, well, wh- this did come out in 1996 96. and 97. Yep. And written by, I had it in front of me, Jeff Loeb and artist Tim Sale, which I don't know who either of those people are. But
1: Oh, let me go a little bit more in depth on <laughs> Jeff Loeb here real quick. So Jeff Loeb used to be one of the big Batman writers back in the, the mid to late 90s. He did a lot of the really big big Batman stories of that time. And he would go on to create a little show called, well, not create, but be executive producer. He's very involved in the production of a little show called heroes that used to be this. on NBC. That and,
0: uh, it ran for four that's, seasons. Yeah. Oh, that's hey, a, we're, like we're getting that TV once movie, right? Season. It's still coming, right? <laughs> still coming.
1: got uh, reborn briefly. (laughs) I I forgot about the fourth season. And yeah, you know, the show wasn't amazing, but for all its flaws, it was a pretty cool concept.
3: That first season is still good.
1: Oh, yeah. First season was great. And the art of Tim Sale was featured very heavily in that show. Uh, He did the art for the character Isaac that was in Heroes. Mr. Isaac. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So. No idea what you guys are talking about. (laughs) That's quite fine. But uh, Jeff Loeb also went on to uh, be one of the creative heads of the Marvel Television Studios. So he was part of the team that was responsible for bringing us uh, Daredevil, The Defenders, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, and Iron Fist.
0: (laughs) I like Iron Fist a lot, but that fucking first season is garbage.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and there was some race problems and some things that Jeff Loeb said and did, and he wasn't, he's, yeah Okay, so now Jeff Loeb kind of sucks, but back then, when he was working on The Long Halloween, this was a great story. It really was.
3: It's,
0: It's not bad. I did enjoy it. I actually, I read it, and then we didn't record this for a little bit. And then I'm like, well, I, I don't remember anything. So I went and I didn't want to read it again. So there's actually an audio drama you can watch on YouTube of this entire comic. What if you want to have it read to you? <laughs> That's,
2: that was my experience with it. It's actually pretty well done for being It a, is a, a it, fan it,
0: thing. Is it a fan thing? It felt oh, yeah. like it was real.
2: Yeah. If Not you check real. that guy's other videos on his YouTube channel, it's like live recordings of of, uh, concerts and stuff this is like the only comic book thing on there hmm. well that's
1: really interesting i'm gonna have to look at that uh, it, they it's, did just...
0: it's well done like i thought it could have been professional there's no ads in it so i'm like hmm, that's odd but because you know can't <laughs> hmm. but it, it, it's good it it definitely if you if you're interested in this comic and after you get to listen to us spoil the entire comic you can <laughs> see the whole thing oh there will be spoilers along halloween a comic that came out in 1997 if that bothers you well yeah, it's been 23 years it's okay and it's a batman comic batman survives and saves the day pretty much, sort of batman.
1: Yeah, yeah you kind of he physically survives yeah
0: <laughs> and this is also a sequel to sort of i guess a sequel to batman year one which i never read this is the middle of a trilogy that we'll never read the other one i'm sure at least not anytime soon called batman dark victory And this is the middle
1: part of this little series or something yeah. I have no interest. Well, Batman year one was originally done by asshole Supreme Frank Miller. And that uh, really focuses on the come up for Batman. You know, he's goes from being Bruce Wayne to being Batman. A lot of that was taken for the basis of the Batman begins movie. And um, after that, there were some interstitial things that were done Uh, before that Loeb and sale worked on a uh, three, Kind of Halloween specials in the Legends of the Dark Knight series. And um, because of those three, they were picked to do Long Halloween. And I, I'd like to just get into the title right now, if we could. Sure, we should. Because we should um, No, just the actual title, The Long Halloween. My first exposure to this book was because it was called The Long Halloween, and Scarecrow is my second favorite Batman villain of all time. So I was like, oh man, Long Halloween? This got to be like a huge Scarecrow story.
2: 100%. I, I thought the exact same thing. Yeah, I
1: go. Um, He's not in it. <laughs> yeah, in <me. laughs> he, he shows up, but instead, I got a better story than I was expecting personally detailing the rise of my first favorite batman villain being two-face no wonder you like this book so much yeah oh my god it's an origin story of sorts it is and you know it's a it's a retrofit origin you know i mean like two-face was around before this book
0: oh yeah but um, the 60s i think
1: oh yeah like Two Face has been Harvey Dent for a long time. This is just like a re-updating as DC is wont to do. This was basically like a New Fifty Two style.
0: Nineteen forty two. Answer your question that you didn't ask. Nineteen
1: forty two. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I, he's is that, <laughs> I
2: Is that Harvey Dent though, or Two Face?
1: Two Face. Wow. Oh yeah. I think Well, even if it is Harvey Dent, I mean Harvey Dent has been a staple of the comic for a long time too. So I'm Maybe sure the sure decision.
0: Two Face, it says Detective Comics number sixty six.
2: Yep, that's what I got too. Wow.
1: Oh Lord. So, yeah. Whew. So this was this was a fresh re envisioning of Two Face. I really enjoyed it. Um it was nice to see a lot of things. And reading this book now hits differently. Um, yeah,
0: it's it, it the first time I read it a month ago, I really, really liked it and I kept telling Mike how good it was, and then I re watched a video of it and I was just kinda like,
1: Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> see, you know what's fun, what was fun for me when I finished watching it this last time? I went back and I watched The Dark Knight, and it's real fun to see how much of the story beats from the long Halloween are in Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight movie.
2: Yeah, that was my main takeaway from this. Is like I really want to watch Dark Knight now.
1: Yep. And I I did right afterwards, and you have a lot, even some that are like scene for scene, like taken from the book, like the warehouse full of you know, the pile of money. And uh, Har- Harvey Dent's eventual like descent into madness and taking the law into his own hands, like so much of this Harvey Dent Two Face origin story, does show up in The Dark Knight.
0: I did like that. That when when you do see that scene with the money, and I'm just like 100, percent you know, like you said, straight from Dark Knight. And I got really I, that got me excited.
1: Yep, and I like that, Dark Knight a lot. <laughs> and yeah gee and look at that this book has a lot of the stuff <laughs> in the dark night maybe this book is better than you give it credit for
0: oh well, it's a good book i'm just partly <laughs> being shitty on it because i can
1: eh, fair enough it's, it's not
0: my...
2: surprising they would uh they pull some from some from one of the biggest known arcs to put into a movie
1: yeah and i was just i was always kind of bummed that they didn't use more from it but now now it's going to be fine because we are going to be getting a long Halloween two part animated movie. Oh, yeah. They just announced that recently. So, yeah, I am really excited about that one.
2: It's kind of cool. Yes, that ought to be good.
1: The animated movies are all re- really good. So yeah. They really are. In most cases, they are better than the live action movies. Oh, For yeah. Far.
0: By far. One thing that I, I thought was very interesting about this book, too, is it was pointed out to me, I was watching random YouTube videos that talked about it, is this isn't really a Batman isn't the protagonist. Batman is here. But when you really think about like the main character of the story is Harvey Dent. It's a Harvey oh, Dent yeah. story with Batman mm-hmm. being the one selling you the comic and being there. But he's not. It's not really his story. And for those that don't know, the reason why call it Long Halloween is because all 13 issues, each issue takes place over the course of one month. or So it's kind of like that. Each one's like a bit a month from each issue. As it came out in real time, it would have been in the in their world, too. It's been a month that these things are happening.
1: So this whole comic series takes place over the course of a year real time in Gotham City. And each issue focuses on a specific holiday in that month. Which oh,
0: wow. is cool. I mean, it it's also interesting that the... That the whole villain in this is not a regular villain. It's this person that's just knocking off mob members, you know, with a with a gun, with a special, with a small gun. It's nothing. It's not. I mean, you have super villains in this. You have Catwoman, you have Joker, Poison Ivy, which is a terrible Poison Ivy drawing. <laughs> and you have all these different villains, but they're not really they're not really the focus point of the story. They're just there to be there. It's right. all about this
1: is the holiday season. when. Yeah, this is when they were still being used mostly as mob enforcement, like the mob would come in and hire these crazy people uh-huh. that would come in and mess things up because they were, you know, they could control plants or they had fear guests. <sighs> At this point in the storyline, they weren't, you know, capital S supervillains yet. Yeah, they were that, still like kind of tools of the mob.
0: I mean, I don't like it. If, it if wasn't for Batman begins. I wouldn't even know who the hell Carmine Falcone is and who all, who these characters are. Like, that's the only reason I know them is because of that movie, because that introduced me, someone who's not a big Batman fan, introduced me to those characters. And, you know, again, I see more, like we've already said, more and more inspiration in this from that.
1: Yep. And then you got in The Dark Knight, you got Salvatore Moroni showing up, played by the brilliant Eric Roberts. Oh, yeah. Oh, and
0: mm -hmm. speaking of mob, I know that was your favorite part, right, Mike? You just love Batman stories about the mob. Oh, yeah. It's like
2: it's the best part of every superhero movie. You don't want to see them fighting people with superpowers. It's just guys with guns doing doing shady crime stuff. <laughs> As you could tell without his favorite. Yeah, oh, well. of course. <laughs> so see, I think is, the, the little super the super villains dotted throughout are for people like me to like keep people interested like hey there there's super villains in this see
0: <laughs>
2: even if they don't actually do a whole lot well, they all kind of do
0: something I mean they all play small parts to continue the story
2: and so it is interesting hardly a focus
0: Oh mm-hmm. I do got okay I can't be the only one I really hate the way Selena Kyle is drawn in this book <laughs> I hate everything about Catwoman in this book, and I really like Catwoman. It's just, I don't like the way Selena Kyle looks. I don't like Catwoman's costume. I don't like any of it. Actually, don't her, like the art that much either.
2: Her costume reminds me of, like, the, the Bat person from The Tick.
1: Oh, yeah, it does look like Bat manual or Deflater Mouse, depending on which version <laughs> you're watching. No idea what you're talking about.
2: I know what The Tick is, but that's as far as it goes. She uh, She has an unlockable skin in Arkham City that's based on this one.
1: Yep, it sure is. And that's something else that's interesting, too. This this novel is definitely referenced in the games as well. You mentioned the skin in Arkham City. Alfred brings it up, talking about it in mm-hmm. Arkham Knight. There's, I think it's in Arkham Origins. There's an unlockable skin for Batman based on his long Halloween appearance.
2: Does it have, like, the, the spawn cape that just kind of rides behind him?
1: I don't know. I never really cared enough to play the game with skins. <laughs> it was Arkham Origins, man. Come on. It was a hey, fine Gordon game. is a good game. It was fine. Good, not other great. Other than the other one, we
0: got. I don't like Knight. I only oh, played I'm... it once. I didn't finish it. It will be on the show someday. So yes, it
2: will.
3: Because
2: <laughs> I'm gonna lose all my credibility. Maybe, but Knight's my favorite in the trilogy. So you're telling me you never played any other ones yet? <laughs> I played. I've beaten all of them except
0: Origins. OK, they all will be on the show someday. But so like her costume is just I don't know. It's just a weird costume. Like, I actually didn't really like any of the costumes in this. I didn't like how Batman looks like he's been doing weightlifts, you know, 20 hours a day every day for the last 10 years. Like, I don't like everything about the I mean, I didn't like the art at all. I mean It fits the comic and it's still a fine comic. It's entertaining to read. And again, it's the 90s. But I just the costume was just I wasn't I wasn't a fan.
1: And see the art style that really did it for me. Like this art style, it's not, doesn't have the clearly defined lines. Sometimes the characters blend into the background with shadows. And really, when you're talking about a Batman comic, it's all about the shadows like shadows are everything to Batman and the way some of these characters would just kind of like ooze up from the shadows in the panels. That was really great. I really dug it. And the thing about this, like, okay, I want to get into the thing that I really loved about this book. Why this book baby, is one of my um, favorites. Baby bottle nipples. Yes. The nipple silencer <laughs> is a stroke of genius, but more importantly, it's a Batman book where he is. He has to be the world's greatest detective. How does that work out for him in this book? He doesn't catch anybody, (laughs) really.
0: (laughs) I know, and that's interesting to me. Like, I think that's really cool in a Batman story where Batman doesn't really, like, he never, I didn't completely think about this until I was watching a video. And the guy's like, he never figures out the killer. He never figures out exactly who was Holiday. I mean, he does, he does, they get somebody as Holiday or two people, but they never really catch the person that was the killer in the beginning. Like, he never figures it out. He's never able to put two and two together. I think we'll that's see, really that's
1: cool a, to see. I like to think, and it doesn't really come out and say it in the book, but I think there were three holiday killers. There's three. For yep, sure. me too. Easy.
0: It's only certain one did certain killings, but yeah, it's, they, they have, if you look online, they have said who did what, where, you know, it's all been, they all broke it down. And apparently there's a, there's a comment in this book where one of the characters recognizes who the other person was of the killer. I mm. didn't want to spoil that part yet. Yet we will. Oh, yeah, we're, and I'm, I'm watching that Arkham City thing you were talking about. That costume does not look good in Arkham City. <laughs> I hate the I hate that purple costume
2: on her. You think but, those giant ears would like slow her down? I don't know.
0: Just the night. All I can say is the night. I mean, again, the artist find this book. It just wasn't it wasn't my kind of art. But Kenneth is right. Like, it does do a good job of blending. This is a very noir story, too, where you have a lot of like you have panels that are just black and white just because and you have a very 1950s 1960s mob type book even if it doesn't take place in the 60s it, it has that feel of the 60s yeah, it yeah definitely it's not even has
2: that serial drama radio vibe to it
3: yeah
1: and it's not even just the art style it's very noir it's the story too because i mean you got crosses, you got double crosses, the rare triple cross. There's so much happening that is all character based. And that's why I really dig the writing here because they do rely on character interactions a lot to keep the story moving forward. And without that level of character based writing, without having that trust in your characters, the story's going to fall apart.
0: Oh, and that money scene that you were talking about, I don't know if we mentioned it's Harvey Denton, Batman who do it. Mm hmm. And I love that. Like they, they know what they're doing. They're like, yeah, we can't. We're gonna hurt. We're gonna hit him where it hurts. We're gonna burn his money. And it's just like it's such a cool. It's, it's definitely probably my favorite thing and one of my favorite parts of this book. It really kind of grabbed me when we first started reading this. Another thing I want to talk about. One thing that was kind of weird, but I liked it. Even though I don't think it belonged. Is Solomon Grundy is in the second issue just because?
1: Yep. Good old Solomon Grundy. I, I,
0: I like Solomon Grundy a lot. I just felt like I'm like, why is he here in the sewers? All he does is threaten some other random guy that Batman's chasing, and then he shows up later on and almost fucks up Harvey Dent until he says the whole poem or something. I just didn't understand that part.
1: Right, and see, that just that sets up that ending where Two-Face and Grundy have that interaction. And to me, it almost seems like once Harvey has kind of not become Harvey anymore, has become something else, uh, the interaction between uh, him and S- Solomon Grundy just kind of underscores that okay the harvey we know is not anymore this is a harvey that is more in touch with villains more comfortable with villains and if he can get solomon grundy to calm down well what can't he do and
3: uh Mm -hmm.
1: you know they they pretty much uh go into exactly what he can and can't do at the end of the story
0: one thing I did like that they do throughout the different panels, like they'll, they'll say somewhere the Roman is laughing somewhere. The Roman is laughing. I think it's a lot in the first issue. And after they burn the money, it says the Roman isn't laughing anymore. <laughs> I love yep. that. Like just such a little, I think it's just the first issue. They keep talking about that. And they also, I mean, they blow up Harvey Dent here in the early when you think he's dead. I mean, he doesn't die. Spoiler alert. It's all a setup, but it, I thought that was a cool touch. Having that happen and just all all the mob stuff they do, even though I agree with Mike, mobs are not really my thing. But just everything that goes on with this, how it's such a mob story. It, it can be interesting. Like you said, the super villains kind of sprinkled in. The Joker was another one where it didn't feel like completely necessary. I do like the idea that the whole reason he's here is because he can't figure out who holiday is and his whole theory is, well, we can't have two psychopaths living in the city. So I got to go kill everyone to kill him. It's just, and I felt like it's true. He didn't need to be here
1: in a way. Yes. But also, I don't know. I feel like his frustration with that shows like that plants the seeds that there is no one holiday killer, you know, like I if there was one holiday character. killer, Joker would have killed him already, but he just can't get, A grip on who holiday is because you know they are different and even going through the issue you can you kind of get a feeling that okay some of these killings are more intimate this seems like the work of somebody and then there are larger group killings that are like okay well that might be somebody else because this person only usually does one-on-one things so what's going on so there's so much in this that leads you to believe that there is more than one killer. And it's just, it's fantastic. It's true detective noir story. Plus, you got a, uh, an appearance from one of the most unsung Batman <laughs> villains of all time, Julian Day. Yeah. Calendar Man. So after I
2: realized this wasn't a Scarecrow story, I'm like, well, if it's all about holidays, then then Calendar Man has to be in here too then. And he's he's, he's kind of in a few issues but uh, I felt like he should have been a bigger part of this whole thing.
0: Me didn't enjoy the Hannibal Lecter
2: version of him. He's kind of, I like his dialogue where, <laughs> since no one knows what gender this killer is, he keeps swapping back and forth pronouns.
3: Mm-hmm. It's
2: pretty good. And
0: but in the audio drama,
3: whoever
2: did the voice was
0: super, like, they did a good job with the whole Julian Day, the way they talked. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's, it's, you should definitely look at that audio drama at some point. Just put it on YouTube and let it play in the background. You know, I mean, you probably know the panel is decent enough; it, it'll still work.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to check that out. Probably as soon as we get done recording this today, honestly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I, I like the way Calendar Man's portrayed with this guy in a in a cell, like Hannibal Lecter style, and he's bald and everything. Just like, well, that's Julian Day, but just like, just like everything made me think of Hannibal. And he has all these cutouts from a calendar, like a little pull off the sheet, just all over his
2: cell. Mm -hmm. That one shot where he's listed all the, all the holidays in February. And there is the entire panel is just him surrounded by those. is a really cool shot. It's
0: it. it, I don't like calendar man. Like I didn't even know calendar man existed until I played Arkham city. And there's an achievement for talking to him all the time. I didn't even know who he was. I mean, so, you know, he's not my favorite villain, but this book actually made me care about him as a villain. For the first time. So I thought that was interesting.
1: And it's great because, you know, even though it sounds like 90% of what he's saying is nonsense, as you get closer and closer to the end of the book, you're like, man, he sure knows a lot about what's going on.
0: Yeah, just like Hannibal Lecter type idea where Hannibal knew who the killer was, or at least had an idea who the killer was the whole time. Mm -hmm. I thought that was very interesting. And I know we, I think I might have first passed it, but we were talking about, how the killer uses a baby nipple bottle or a baby bottle
2: nipple as a silencer? Would that work? I want to. I, say don't know I don't know enough about physics, but looking at it, I don't think it would.
1: Yeah, I mean, yes, rubber is going to be, you know, more of a deadener as far as, you know, projectile speed and whatnot goes, uh, but it's usually the escaping of the gas that makes the bang. So I don't know if it would work. It might, you know, quiet a little bit. More like a, a suppressor rather than an actual silencer.
0: It just was kind of odd to I me. Mean, like I could see it being for one shot, but due to listening to the autodrome, I'd hear boop boop boop, and I'm like, wait a second. If you did one one, it wouldn't work anymore. I feel like. Yeah. I also feel like that wouldn't work at all because it's a baby bottle nipple, not a freaking. I think a silencer is a lot different, but you know, hey, <laughs> it's a Hollywood it, it, silencer. <laughs> it, it. I think pills work too for a silencer, according to Hollywood. Yeah, I don't know if any of that works in real life because so i never really fired a gun, nor do I care
2: to try. But oh,
0: it don't forget
1: anything. about two-liter uh, soda bottles too. <laughs> that <laughs> works any <of> that <laughs> actually work? I
2: I'm sure there's a MythBusters episode out there somewhere.
1: Yeah, I could just hey, go and find out. Scorsese did it into the departed and you know he knows, man. Scorsese knows. Yeah, he says jokingly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I. There, I mean, I, I know I've been kind of harsh off and on with this book, but I, I did enjoy it. I need to say that because just like all the interaction between Harvey Dent and his wife and how they set things up for later, I think it's just great how she keeps talking constantly throughout the book. She's like, hey, soon things will be better. Soon work will be better. and We'll settle down. We'll have those kids. We'll." And I like that because it happens a lot. And mm-hmm. it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense the first time you read this. Like when I went back and watched the audio drama after reading it and I know where it was going, everything makes more sense. Everything there are so many little ties like with the with the gun about how they make comments. Oh, this is a small gun. It's probably a woman's gun. And they keep saying certain things about the gun and there's little clues they give you throughout this entire story that don't make a lot of sense till you un, until you go back to it. I thought that was now.
1: Cool. I, I feel like you're kind of easing into the end here not yet like you i feel like you want to spoil it and soon. you're not it doesn't matter and i appreciate that but before we get there i want to talk about one of my one of the most shocking appearances in this book to me at least which would be the april fool's day episode uh-huh. where the riddler shows up
2: yeah i want to talk about this one too
0: actually
1: oh I man i oh.
0: don't i don't like the riddler drawing in this at all i don't <laughs> like the
1: way it looks that's understandable yeah yet, um, it doesn't look great
0: and, after reading jokes of war and riddles recently, this riddler is a piece of just wimpy piece of shit compared to the riddler I just got done reading in rebirth. And I'm just like, I don't like this.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, the riddler's always been kind of more of a thinking villain, you know, like he doesn't have strength. He doesn't have powers. He talks in riddles. He's kind of a joke character when you look at him from the just the idea. Now, obviously, different writers, different artists have done different things with him over the years. They've actually kind of made him a lot more terrifying now. But this Joker was a simpler Joker. You mean Riddler? Yes, that's what I meant. I'm sorry. Riddler. Like, he was a simpler Riddler. Didn't really have much to offer as far as physical threat. He was clever. That was his thing. You know, this isn't even the Riddler from Hush. Like, this is just, it's a weak Riddler. And you can tell that when he meets Carmine Falcone's daughter who starts squeezing the ever loving hell out of his head. (laughs) She almost kills him. Yes, she does. Like Carmine Falcone brings Riddler in because you know, Riddler's smart. He's clever. He can figure things out. And the Roman wants to know who holiday is just like everybody else. Uh And as a way of intimidation, his very large daughter, Sophia is going to crush the Riddler's face. Yeah. I didn't care for that. Yeah.
0: (laughs) it worked i mean it, it just i just didn't i don't know I, I didn't like his daughter and all i could think of the fact that her name sophia i kept thinking now you feel like you're making a godfather reference to the director's daughter sophia Cop- coppola and that's all i mean that's all i could think of
1: and you know i might sure have been. there has to be some kind of connection i did like the romeo and juliet thing that uh sophia and sal sal Maroney had like that was kind of nice
0: Right when you said Romeo and Juliet, I just wanted to start singing a song to you
1: about Romeo and Juliet,
0: but I I, I refrained myself. Which yeah. one, the Mark Knoppler one? Taylor Swift.
2: Yeah, I
3: figured you were going to uh, go Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I know my head
0: immediately, <laughs> but I'm too tired to, to
2: even do that right now. Yeah, fair enough. Fair
3: it enough.
0: almost came. It was there. It was on the tip of my tongue, and I was about to start belting it out, belting it out, but it didn't happen.
2: <laughs> yeah, this was definitely the issue that sold me on it, because... At this point, you find out that it's more or less a murder mystery. You're trying to figure out who this killer is. And they keep jumping back and forth between panels of the Riddler and Batman guessing suspects. And it kind of paints a picture of how that person would have access to these people and why they would do it. it was just it really sold me as like, OK, well, I got to see the rest of this through. I got to figure out who this person is and what's going on is uh, it was great from here on. it just has a couple slow
0: issues that's it
1: but then at the end of this episode holiday strikes again after the riddler cannot provide the identity of holiday he gets unceremoniously tossed out and holiday is waiting and this was just the best (laughs) it's april fool's day
0: the only victim holiday doesn't kill
1: but sure messes him up a lot (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, which I, I thought was weird how traumatized riddler got like it didn't upset me from the story but just like from the character i'm like you don't think you'd be that traumatized when this guy's a fucking mass murderer but maybe not yet at this point
2: he's probably not used to being shot at though let alone enough to make an outline around his body as he's standing yeah. in this dark alley
1: and like you know i have my issues with this there would have had been multiple guns because that's a lot of shot no 22 is gonna hold that many bullets Yep. Yeah, so we're talking like a reload upon reload upon reload, whatever.
2: It's the, the same thing for the hit on uh, St. Patrick's Day. Like that definitely felt like machine gun fire to take out the mob, the whole cafe full of mob mobsters. Yeah, same. There's oh, a couple
0: yeah. scenes that don't that wouldn't have worked by a 22 that kind of threw me off. But See, again, it's
1: minor. I, I think that um, they didn't want to talk about the fourth holiday killer, Deadshot. Shot. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That would have made uh, what, more sense. Will Smith, right?
1: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's favorite Deadshot. Hey, you know what? I really enjoyed the Suicide Squad movie. I'm not going to get into it now, but I've only seen the <laughs> extended version every time I try to watch theatrical when I fall asleep.
2: <laughs> I can't say anything. I've never seen them, so... I've seen
0: the, the theatrical, but that's it.
1: But
2: I know yeah. the, the internet loves to
1: shit on it, so I'm going to take my punches where I can. It does. And it's, it's fine. Like, I'm not... Even though I majored in... F- You know, film studies, I'm not going to say that every movie has to be perfect. I'm all for, you know, enjoying a movie just for its, you know, is it fun? Yeah, it's fun. Good. I'll watch it. Is Batman along Halloween fun? Damn right it is. (laughs) But it's also, you know, Mike, I do agree with you at times. It was a little bit of a slog. Like, well, there are some slower moments. A couple
0: parts that I didn't like. Like, we mentioned briefly about the Poison Ivy, but mainly just mentioned I don't like her drawing. It's not a slog, but I just didn't like how Poison Ivy gets into Bruce Wayne and kind of makes Bruce Wayne make some decisions with the mob that he wouldn't have done with the bank, that because they don't know how to, long, they don't, they don't have a place to launder their money. Like, I mean, it it moved the story along, but I guess I just felt so off by her character and how she looked that it just it just kinda bugged me. Like I like Poison Ivy a lot, but the way that they draw her in here I just don't care for.
2: Yeah, her whole bit in this just felt like it could have been cut out cut out and you wouldn't have really lost anything. Yeah,
0: it's cause it only serves for one purpose to have Bruce Wayne do the bank, but then he goes against that a little bit later, and then you have Catwoman save Bruce Wayne by cutting the leaves off his chest. <laughs> And then that, and it brings them closer because, like in the story, he doesn't know Selena Kyle is Catwoman; she doesn't know Bruce Wayne is Batman. But they're still like, like Selena Kyle and Wayne are close, and Batman and Catwoman are close. It's 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 interesting, but. I also didn't know who the hell the killer was for the longest time, because I would think it's one person and things would happen that wouldn't make sense. And I'm like, hmm, this is somebody else.
1: And that's, you know, that's the element of a good murder mystery, a good, you know, noir story is going to it's going to keep you guessing. And this mm-hmm. really kind of plays with Batman being the world's greatest detective. Like, this is a detective <laughs> story. And yes, he fails. He fails <laughs> phenomenally everybody fails phenomenally in this except for the killers all and also all they of trick have you killed. in this in the story
0: too a few times like they'll show you different people doing the killings that aren't actually doing the killing
2: yeah mm-hmm. it, i think that was the i was referencing in the rid uh, issue yep. where it's just painting a picture of how they could do it, it but yeah oh, but ba- i mean batman, batman kind of comes across as the uh the okayest detective in this one like
3: yeah,
0: yeah
2: we like should... we said he really doesn't solve anything
0: Oh, and speaking like a filler, a filler arc for this thing that I didn't care for was the scarecrow stuff with Mad Hatter and Scarecrow.
1: Okay, first off, I will have you bite your tongue respectfully, sir. (laughs) Don't you ever say an unkind word about. I like him a
0: lot. I don't like him in this.
1: (laughs) They'd make him more crazy than terrifying in this. I will be honest. Um, I
0: love Scarecrow in the Arkham series. I I like Scarecrow in the batman animated series but in this it just felt like you didn't need to have him like where batman gets gassed because he grabs a fake scarecrow on a horse and then bruce wayne is running around like an idiot be like i know where's my mama you know like it just it it fits because you know it shows him kind of going insane a little bit and and he gets caught by the police because they think he's involved like it it's but i felt like you didn't need mad hatter at all if you're gonna have scarecrow have scarecrow but just don't mad like does anyone really need mad hatter like, you, he's not necessary.
2: <laughs> he's just a knockoff Scarecrow.
0: He's just a throwaway villain. And he didn't he's need to be
2: in here. Fun. <laughs> My biggest issue with the supervillains in this is, like, they all almost feel like stereotypes of themselves, where Joker only spells Christmas rhymes, Christmas carols when he's on in the panels, and Scarecrow and Mad Hatter only speak in, like, weird quotes of things. Mm-hmm. And Riddler almost always speaks in questions. It's like, they just feel like, like boiled down versions of themselves.
1: Yeah. And then the Riddler gets drunk in a dive <laughs> bar. Like, I love that because that's a really good, you know, I just got killed. What am I going to do now? I'm going to drink. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I do. And I understand it. I get it.
0: I mean, it makes sense. I mean, if you're in a, situ- a near death situation and something, and you're someone that usually has control of a situation, and that control was taken away, it makes sense that your first thing would be to drink because that's a real life human thing. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking from experience lately because when my life has been chaos, I've been like, especially when COVID started happening, I drank a lot of beer in March, April, and May. A lot of beer. Less now. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm this is normal now. But in the beginning, I was like, oh, every night, let's get, we're getting, we're drinking two beers.
1: I do not know what you were speaking of. I have had no adverse alcohol consumption during this time <laughs> of quarantine.
0: It went through a phase where I was like, I had to have beer every night. And I'm like, this this can't, this is not going to keep going, Mike. And then I started to like stop being it. I'm like, I don't. And it got better. And I'm like, I don't need this. I have beer, <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, I, I I was. I didn't like where I was going. And my wife even said something. She's like, you need to stop doing this. I'm like, you're right. And I didn't buy it. And then I stopped because <laughs> COVID sucks. <laughs> yeah.
1: Big time
0: trauma. What I'm trying to get through is like, I can understand the trauma, what he went through. That's making him turn to alcohol to
1: subdue it. And like the fact that he's just like, I don't even know. It doesn't matter. Whatever. Yeah. Why would holiday not kill me? You know? And it's just, it's just really interesting that well you know, the reason the,
0: holiday didn't kill him because holiday only kills the villains that don't matter in this comic book we just kill the mob family that don't matter we're not gonna kill any super villains That's all. i mean that would you heard all our stories for later on in the future
1: yeah because <laughs> every time a comic book character dies it is always permanent and forever
2: <laughs> <laughs> the, the death of superman
1: yeah i mean superman <laughs> he that was... did
0: not die in that book he actually only got injured but he came back
1: that was one character you never heard from again that's super
0: hey i covered that that episode a long time ago in a very terrible episode but hey go listen to it if you're curious
1: it's It's not that
0: bad our episode the the book's fine our episode is not good
1: no it's not that bad come on
0: okay it's our first comic episode and i didn't like how it turned out it's not my favorite. but now you hear but i i do we mention that every time holiday kills the person leaves items at the scene from the holiday, I don't think we've so.
1: covered that yet. No,
0: no, I don't think we did either. And and I, I did like that. Like I like how it uh, a box of chocolates for. Valentine's Day, it's a little leprechaun. It's uh, a, a tie on Father's Day. That was cool to me, like this little touch. I mean, to me, I'm thinking like that's a dumb thing to do. Leave something at the at the, at the murder scene because they're going to dust it for fingerprints. They're going to do everything they can, and they're going to figure out. Like, no, don't don't do that. But
1: yes, you're right. They are absolutely going to figure out the identity of this killer. 100. percent You
0: correct.
3: think they would? I
0: mean, they don't. Well, <laughs> I'm just thinking like in real life, if you start leaving things at a crime scene, they're going to figure it out. They're going to don't give them clues.
1: Yeah, but at the same time, this gives something Batman, something for Batman to put in his trophy cases, because we all know Batman lives taking his trophies (laughs) on purpose.
0: (laughs) I really like Gilda's just everything, especially after rereading this or rewatching it the second time. All of Gilda's interactions with Harvey Denton is the way that she is and how she comes off as a very, I don't know if I want to say damage, but very just like kind of kind of like a
2: what's the word i want she's a very sympathetic character like you're meant to feel you're meant to feel sorry for her
0: maybe not passive but she feels like prey she feels like she's a prey in this story very much so like she's you know at one point where she finds harvey dent has the gun that the murderer has in the basement he's like i take home evidence like she just feels like she's a victim and she's a very weak character throughout this whole story and constantly she's talking when she does her interaction with barbara and jim gordon she's always being like i just want to settle down i just want a family with harvey i just like it it makes a lot like her character i think is really well done in this
2: yeah there's definitely several red herrings like all that stuff is made makes you think that it's dent and then the the clues are like somehow calendar day calendar man is getting out and and doing this stuff like I like that it points fingers at multiple people throughout the thing to keep you guessing.
0: Yeah, because they don't. Nobody fucking knows, and I think that was good. <laughs> yep. There is a one scene that's really pr- that was to me was brutal, but I mean, it had to be in here. Is when you have you have one of the mob boss for some reason they arrest him and he's going to turn against Falcone for some reason. I didn't really get that. Why was he going to turn against Falcone?
1: Was he did he work
0: for Falcone? It sounded like, or was he a different mob boss family, Maroni? Mor-
1: yeah, Sal Moroni is basically um oh crap, I just forgot his name. Carmine Falcone's uh rival.
2: Yeah. Warring
1: families. Yeah. Very Capulet and Montague. Don't start singing the damn song. <laughs> but yeah, no, they, they capture Maroni. He's in the basement. He's gonna, you know, start providing, you know, um evidence against uh Falcone. Yeah, how'd that go? Yeah, um, well, as usual, things end badly because poor Sal's got a stomach problem.
2: Yeah, if it wasn't for that ulcer, he would have
1: been fine. Oh yeah, I mean that poor <laughs> ulcer. I feel bad for him.
2: It,
0: it's a weird little scene, like where the Harvey Dent's assistant gives Moroni this anti acid medicine to take, and they just let him have it up on up on in the court, which feels a little odd to me. And he starts coughing. He acts like he's all sick. You have Bruce Wayne in disguise in the background. And when he, like, I did like how he throws the acid on Harvey's face, which is why Harvey becomes 2 faced And, like, when you listen to the audio drama, you can just hear the guy just screaming throughout this entire scene. As everything's happening, you just keep hearing the guy just keep screaming. It's really good.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And the way, the, way that this, the way that this is done, though, like, the way they're cutting between the Roman's birthday party and Moroni on the stand, like, oh, it's just, it's such a good thing. I really love the way that they just the art style is mm,
2: so <laughs> the way he throws the acid. I can't believe I'm going to make this reference, but it reminded me of how it goes down in the Batman Forever movie where where it shows Harvey getting the acid thrown on him.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I haven't watched <laughs> that movie in a while. I need to go back to it. I still love Tommy Lee Jones's two Face. <laughs> it's such a weird choice. It, it is, but you know what? I'm fine with it. I yeah. mean, Two-Face is my favorite. I remember when the action figures came out and it came with a little replica coin. Oh, so excited to get that coin. <laughs> oh, of course you were. I was. I made all my decisions for a year in high school based on the flip <laughs> of a coin. That's how excited I was to see Two-Face on screen. How'd that work? It actually worked out pretty damn Should good. Should I go to school today? A, a good time. Tails. Nope, I'll go home. Okay. Hey, you know, there were some days like that. It well, happened. My...
0: That was my senior year. I just didn't go anymore. I had enough credits to graduate, so I had no point to go. There was no incentive to go. So I'm like, I'm just not going to show up anymore. I don't need to. I'll show. Up, I'll show up twice a week. Do my do the work I need to do, and I still and I pass. Just I'm like, I'm like, I don't need these credits. They mean nothing. <laughs> I remember that, but that's a different story. <laughs> I. It, the whole like acid scene I just thought was a pretty good way. Like I like Harvey Dent becoming too fake because of acid better than I like him being tied into a chick tied to a chair in the building. Up. <laughs> I mean, I'd love that movie. Don't get me wrong. Like I fucking love that movie, but I really like the way they did this in here for his origin.
1: It's a good movie, but if I ever hear the name Rachel again, I'm probably going to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I started watching dark Knight rises last night before I went to sleep and I just, Rachel, oh god!
0: <sighs> yeah, there's a little bit too much Rachel in that movie.
1: Yeah, there's too much Rachel in all three of the movies. But whatever, what are you gonna do? But
0: I once how Rachel has get... completely changes, you know, from
1: one movie to the next, though, it completely changed. Hey man, <laughs> hey man, makeovers, glow ups, it happens all the time. Except both actresses are.
0: I, I feel like the second. Why didn't you know? We'll get there someday else. When we talk about Dark Knight, but <laughs> this movie just, I mean, this movie, this comic really make you think of Dark Knight more than I ever did before. And as we've said. Earlier throughout this episode, like, you can tell it was such a huge inspiration for Dark Knight. I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. But I'm okay with Solomon Grundy not being in Dark Knight. I'm okay. With that.
2: <laughs> it would have been a super villain with actual powers. That would yeah, have been indeed. cool.
0: It wouldn't have been Solomon Grundy. It would have been just some old, just some guy that, just <laughs> some, some real guy. big guy living in the sewers.
1: Uh, oh, you mean like Bane in Dark Knight Rises? <laughs> oh
0: Bane's God. not in Dark Knight Rises. That's just Eric. That's Eric with a gas mask. That's not Bane. There's no Bane in that movie.
1: I like that Bane. What, what Bane really are you talking do. about? There's no
2: Bane. <laughs> oh, the Bane and Batman and Robin. Got it. That's Bane. Okay, that's a more truer Bane <laughs> than
0: Dark Knight Rises. Oh, I fucking do not like Dark Knight Rises, but we will not get there today.
1: Look, the best Bane is going to be in the Harley Quinn animated series. I'm not going to lie.
0: <laughs> I haven't seen that yet.
1: Oh, please do.
0: <laughs> I want to. I've seen it a is of that. It's so good.
1: good. <laughs> I actually paid money to purchase it on digital. Like, that's how much I like it. <laughs> Feel free to cut this out. This is just nothing.
0: (laughs) It won't be cut out. This is is how we do this show. It's flavor.
1: (laughs) But after we get the scarring of Two-Face, or Harvey Dent, he becomes Two-Face. He goes into the sewer, finds Solomon Grundy, calms him down. They just kind of sit down, have a chit-chat. Then we find out that Batman has had this feeling that Harvey Dent is holiday for a long time. Jim Gordon finds out, and he's pissed.
2: Just funny because Harvey thought it was Bruce Wayne for a while. Yep. I like that. I like that nobody can guess who
0: Holiday is. And Harvey Dent thinks it's Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne, or Batman thinks it's Hart. Thinks he doesn't know who the hell it is. He thinks it's Harvey Dent at one point near the end of this. Like, I like how nobody can figure out who the hell the Holiday killer is. I thought that was
1: cool. And even Batman decides to go talk to Carmine Falcone. And (laughs) every time I read this panel... I laugh because Carmine Falcone is just like, you know what my people call this past year, the long Halloween. And then I always hear, roll credits. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's just, it's absolutely ridiculous. But Batman goes to him to try to find out where Dent is, who's Holiday, and that just shows how Batman is really grasping its draws at this point.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: And it was kind of cool to see the greatest detective
0: not be a very good detective in this.
1: Well, I mean, this is still early.
0: Yeah, which is, mm. I mean, I guess I, that's something that you really think about. This is really like a year two of being Batman, mm-hmm. which is an interesting take. I feel like on Batman, and it's it's near the end of the comic. I think it's issue twelve when they throw the yeah issue twelve the end of issue twelve where they throw a a what's the word I want a twist at you that's the word I want a twist where when they're escorting Maroni and a like Holiday Killer shows up and guns down. Moroni, and tries to kill the security guard, police officer, in this you know full tech body outfit that you know a twenty-two would not pierce.
3: <laughs>
2: and you also know that it's Batman, 100 under that yeah, thing. <laughs> and
0: that's when that's when you find out that the the Holiday Killer in quotations was actually Falcone's son who who died like many many issues ago, which we didn't even bother to mention.
2: Yeah, know. On a uh, New Year's.
0: Yeah, I so thought was cool. Like I I remember going, he's a killer and. <sighs> In, I was
1: really happy about that.
2: In that January issue, like when they show him standing in the balcony, I'm like, I wonder if it's him. And then he's like, pop, pop. Eh, it might not be him after all. It's yep. a
0: cool, you know, where they try to trick you.
1: Yeah. And I, I really, really liked the idea of Alberto being holiday because the entire time, like in the first three issues, he's trying to help his father. And his dad just like, no, no, no. Go away. Go away. You're a good kid. Don't get involved. And he's just sitting there with his purple glasses like, I'll fucking kill all these motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you who's the good boy. Me.
0: Yeah, which is a, it's a it's a weird twist when that happens. And I do like re, I do like how you see Batman just completely flipped. Like he almost kills him. Gordon's like, if you do what I if you keep going down the road, I'm going to have to do what I have to do. Like, it, I like that. I won't yep. let you do something that we that will both regret.
1: And man, does this seem familiar? I'm gonna say it. Remember yeah, in right? Dark Knight Rises when Joker almost kills Batman, but Jim Gordon's undercover after he mm-hmm. supposedly died? Yeah, which oh is
2: boy. Thinking that when I mentioned that it was clearly Batman and the the whole guys, so I'm like, oh, they did that in the movie too. I forgot mm-hmm. about that.
0: What the what the we'll cover the we'll cover that someday on the show.
2: But they even did the like in the were they Oh jeez. So in the Halloween issue, the original one, they kill, in quotations, Harvey Dent, only to put him undercover. And they did that with Gordon in the movie, too. Man, they took a lot of inspiration from this. That's what I'm saying. There's
0: (laughs) one scene that is in the last issue that that bothers me a lot just because it, it, I think it's stupid. Like for somehow you have a scene where you have Carmine Focconi is at his house and you start seeing a bunch of people are laughing like, okay, the Joker's there and you see Lee like, okay, poison ivy's here and different things are happening as he's trying to get through it because his house is under attack. And you have all the supervillains from this issue so far, just sitting there at a table with, with two faced, you know, Sam Grundy Catwoman's is there for some reason, even though she's not really a supervillain. Like it, it's a weird scene to me that feels unnecessary.
1: I get it, but I got a feeling about this. I I have thoughts. I would like to share them with you. (laughs) No, please do. (laughs) All right. So this meeting was clearly organized by Uh Two-Face. Clearly, because he's, you know, he's sitting in the Jesus spot at this villainous Last Supper. He's right in the middle of things. And this, I think, since they're confronting the last mob boss, and clearly, clearly Falcone is not going to come out of this okay. But this is kind of them Stepping up out of the shadows of the mob to take their center stage. Like, this town is not about the mob anymore. Holiday has done away with most of the mob. We're here to finish it up and we're going to bring Gotham a better class of criminal.
2: (laughs) It it feels like bookends too, because towards the beginning of this whole run, you see Batman, Gordon, and Harvey on the rooftop talking about, like, well, we got to bring these people to justice. Like, we got to. Uh, prosecute him, put him through the, the ju- judicial system, and then in this, at the end, he's standing with the supervillains like, well, that didn't work. The The system doesn't work. I'm just going to do this a different way. Just to really show that complete change from Harvey to Two-Face. just <laughs> like, the end of that
0: Dark
3: night <laughs> just, you know. yeah,
0: and also has a lot of like real life similarities because at the time there was a time with the mob and they're trying to—I think it's the '70s when they're trying to shut down the mob and like you—you you arrest them, but it wouldn't do anything. The witnesses would disappear, people would forget that they wouldn't wouldn't testify. Like every, you know, it, they would just buy everybody off and they would just leave. Like it, mm-hmm. it's a very real because I watched a bunch of documentaries and it, it's not that far off from—I mean, there wasn't supervillains of course, but not that far from what was happening in real life at one point.
1: And oh god. When you see, when you finally see Two Face in all his glory, that close-up shot on his face where he's flipping the coin and holding the gun, I think this might be one of the most disturbing depictions of Two Face ever,
3: Mm -hmm.
1: and one that very looks like, very much looks like the inspiration for his appearance in Dark Knight.
3: Yeah, I'll agree
0: with that.
1: There's nothing green. This is just a meaty skull that has had been eaten away. There's nothing, like, comic book or cool. This is just, this is one man who is half a burn victim who has had his brain just shattered by having his ideals thrown in his face. Literally. Yep.
0: And I like it. Like, I like how Two-Face ends up killing Falcone, and then he kills his assistant, who was the one that gave the guy the acid. And he just, then after that, he just like, here, arrest me. You know, just like that. I thought that was cool. Like, you know, he, he achieved what he wanted to achieve, and he's like, all right. I, I and thought that was cool.
1: It's perfect. I mean, he was just, he was cleaning up his city. He was doing it in a really bad way, but he was still Harvey Dent. He was still trying to clean up the, the and city.
0: One scene that I, I have to mention, because I really like it is the last time you see calendar, man, they shove a newspaper on his cell saying that other guy we talked about earlier, Carmoni Falcone's son was the killer. And you just see a panel of him standing in the dark and you see his big eye, his eyes are just all big. Cause he's like, that's not true. Because he, I think he, you know, he pieced together who the real killer was.
2: And mm-hmm. then when, that, when Dent breaks in to break out all the supervillains and they, they just leave calendar, man, he's like, sorry. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, come on guys. I want to have
0: fun too. <laughs> guys, guys, come back. Be- oh. He's really a minor, like he's such a minor character. I feel like in normal stuff, like he's not known or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like this
1: one, you actually kind of feel for him.
2: Yeah, he's worried about his legacy because someone's basically taking his stick and running with it. And he's like, "People aren't going to remember Calendar Man soon." That's well, his you whole will. You have worry. to go
0: see him every 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 holiday to get that achievement.
2: I still don't okay. have that achievement. I will never get it. <laughs> I don't have that dedication. One of these well, days, I'm gonna. You do just it. cheat 360s. How you do it? So. Yeah, there you go. Change the the system clock. That's what people
1: did. You they change they would disconnect from online, change the system clock, and get it. And that's how you do it. Ugh. And then we're finally getting to the end of it. After Harvey gets arrested, he says, there were two holiday killers. And yeah, Alberto Falcone confessed to all the holiday killers, you know. But Batman's like, oh, tonight was Halloween. Harvey Dent killed Batman. The Roman with a 22. The last holiday murder. In the end, Harvey Dent was holiday too. (laughs) And we're supposed to be like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And (laughs) I mean, yes, but also... No. And Jim Gordon asks, <laughs> Jim Gordon says the good guys won. And you're just kind of like, yeah, but did they really? Yeah." And it was, oh God, it just ended on such a down note.
2: Yeah. I thought this was the end. Like, yeah, the good guys will win, but at what cost? And it's going to be a little ambiguous until I guess into the, the last little bit of it. Oh I don't my know if God. we want to get
1: there yet. I think it's probably time. We should get there talk about the biggest kick in the nuts a comic has ever done to me like at mm. from the point that I still read this like when I first read this I was still young and into comic books and I hadn't read a ton but this was just an M Night Shyamalan style kick to the balls like I did not expect it it hurt to see this play out
2: yeah I would have I would have guessed every other character that's been in this run so far before Gilda Dent <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. And the fact that she <laughs> just, she did it because she loved her husband. hmm Oh, so my once, God.
2: Once work eased up, they'd have more time together. So she took matters into her own hands.
0: It, it's Ugh. really good. And then she kind of explains how she only did a couple of the killings, and then other people took over for her after New Year's.
1: Oh, God. It was just... So she knows that Harvey killed some people before he was Two Face. She killed some people. Three holiday killers, not including Deadshot, probably. (laughs) Oh my God. And then the last line, just the last line of the comic book being, I believe in Harvey Dent. It's really good.
3: Fuck.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. Like this just hurt so much to read it when I was younger. Uh, Even now I'm getting a little missy eyed just thinking about it. It's still really
0: good. Oh. It's definitely one of the best parts of of this book, oh, and yeah. it got this, me really happy too when I got there.
1: This book is just—it's such a treasure from front to back. If the movie can capture even a quarter of the emotion and intrigue that this book does, it might go down as one of the best animated movies. I know the last time they did it a two-parter, it was what the Dark Knight Returns. And that it's was really
0: good. The two-part is. Uh, it was fine. When I remember, (laughs) I haven't seen it in over eight years, but I, or over six years, but I really liked it when I watched it. But then again, that mic was a different mic than, than you're talking to now. So
1: (laughs) (laughs) like, I just, I have my issues with the comic just because I didn't think it was a great comic. And the movie reflects that the casting of Michael Emerson as Joker in that movie was brilliant because Michael Emerson is a God among, us.
0: I am gonna reread it for this show at some point because I feel like I should, and I have a thing for Batman. I'm finding out. So, <laughs>
3: there's a lot of
0: Batman episodes there's gonna be a lot of Batman episodes.
2: I feel like that hit like, me I... at some time this year too. Like Batman's always just kind of been this secondary character. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. But like, I don't know if it was when I was replaying Arkham Knight or if there's something else that happened. It's just like, man, I really like Batman. I found out very recently in the last couple of years that I really like mysteries too. So his whole deal of being the greatest detective i think plays into my uh, things i'm into so yeah i'm with you there mike <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's good because i have more plan on the show <laughs> coming up so
1: and, and batman batman to me batman is fine he's a character he does things but his villains are oh, yeah. so damn good
0: that's what makes him such a good character too is that he has such a rogue gallery i mean you can't forget condiment king and and Kite man (laughs) two
1: characters that show up in the animated harley quinn series Mm
3: -hmm.
0: (laughs) hey kite man actually became cool in the rebirth run there's some there's some stuff with kite man when we cover war jokes and riddles someday that really makes you like kite man
3: yeah kite man (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's only cuz I listened to I listened to another podcast that actually inspired me to start the show was Comic Conspiracy and he's a for some reason the host on there really likes Tite Man a lot and that made me take more interest and I'm like okay maybe he's onto something
1: I mean everybody likes somebody at the end of the day you know even Condiment King's got to be somebody's <laughs> favorite character
2: Incredible. Okay,
0: only read one Batman book, yeah, or, yeah probably yeah,
1: polka dot man. Like
2: <laughs> who's gonna be in the new Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad movie?
1: Hey, I am so excited for that Suicide Squad movie. <laughs> it's I just gonna wish be good, I, could, I think. I wish I could see who the actor was that they got to play Peacekeeper. I mean, they said Peacekeeper in the trailer, but I didn't see anybody playing him. Because John all these... Cena. Get it? Uh, (laughs) uh, I forgot. That's
3: who
0: it was.
1: Is it really? I didn't know. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's really John Cena. It's
0: gonna be a very interesting movie, I think. Oh, got James Uh Gunn. It's gonna be good.
1: Yeah. All
2: these D-list villain talk makes me think of the opening to Lego Batman, where Joker's listing off all these characters, and the guy's like, "Did you make some of those up?" It's like, "Nope, they're all real." Might
1: be worth (laughs) the Google. I really liked Lego Batman. I thought that was a fun movie. Yeah, it's good. It was a good movie. That that's that's a movie you should cover on this, Mike.
0: You know, it's a better movie than Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> I'm not, I mean, we are someday going to cover the Batman again someday after we finish, or that little trilogy after we finish all the MCU movies, whenever the hell that happens. Someday, yeah. but fucking
1: yeah. next year. One I'm of these sure days, when you guys get around to doing those, I would love to be a part of those, because I will actually defend <laughs> Dark Knight Rises to a point, only to a point, yeah. because It's clearly the worst of the three.
3: (laughs) Yes, it is.
0: All right. But like for Long Halloween, like I, I really did like that. Oh, and for those that the, the, what it's supposed to be, is it's supposed to be Gilda killed the first like three or four people. Harvey Dent kills two people or so and or two sets of the killings. And then the Alberto kills a couple people. And I think they, they become the three killers throughout the whole thing.
2: So Mm -hmm. I figured that Alberto like orchestrated his own killing. Yeah. And then he kills the coroner and his aunt to cover it up because she goes snooping through the coroner's files and they spell that out. But beyond that, I think he's just trying to take credit because he wants to look like a big boy in front of his daddy. Yeah.
3: That's all. He's
2: like, you didn't think I could do this. Now I'm bigger than all of you put together. Like he's just taking the credit for everyone else's killings.
1: Yeah. And you know, he's, Honestly, he doesn't have a great reason for killing, but it's not awful.
0: It could, oh, she started the killing spree until Christmas Eve while destroying the gun and holidays as guys she used. Alberto Falcone faked his death on New Year's Eve, used Holiday's M.O. owner to take the place of the killer. Also, in Chapter 13, Two-Face revelation indicates that he knew since the beginning that Gilda was Holiday, and hence his refusal to investigate the Holiday murders, focusing more on the Falcone case. Oh. And hmm. also... Spoiler to Dark Victory we're never going to read on this show. During those events, the sequel to Long Halloween, 2 Faces in Rage, when Calendar Man refers to Holiday as a woman. This is a natural reaction considering that Gilda was Two-Face's wife.
1: Huh. Well, no, I'm going to have to read Dark Victory. <laughs> Fucking thanks. Hey, feel free
0: to read it. I mean, it just won't be on this show, but feel free to read it. You know, It might be, because I do like my Batman, but I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, you know, Scarecrow Man apparently, or Scarecrow shows up in Dark Victory. Calendar Man shows up. In Dark Victory,
0: you're not you're not giving me villains that I want to read about. I do like like. <laughs> I don't a like to them shame. in this. Hey, find me a. V- I mean, hey, you give me Scarecrow in the Arkham series, I'm all on board. You give me the right Scarecrow, I'm 100% on board. It was the Ar- Night. your favorite. Yeah. Okay, that game. Arkham Knight. That game is really good. Whenever you're not in the Batmobile.
2: Oh, I
1: like the Batmobile. Batmobile's, <laughs> actually, I thought that was pretty fun. I not do need
0: to replay it, though. So some, well, when we get, we'll get there on the show someday, because we're covering Arkham island not too far after. you. Yeah, you're
1: sooner so, than you um, think. Yes.
0: And then I don't know when the hell we're playing Arkham City, because we did not pick it the <laughs> So <laughs> I don't know when that's coming.
1: Well, <laughs> maybe by then the new, uh, new Rocks, or no, not Rock City, the... What was the other one? The Arkham of Knights game? or something like yeah, that? The yeah, Bat the Batman game. game. Yeah. Is, is that Court of Owls based? It's Court of Owls, yeah.
0: That's why I'm a little upset that Court of Owls file got corrupted and I have to re-record
1: that, but yes. Uh, oh, that's fine. Court of Owls is good, and not having Batman in a Court of Owls game is sacrilege.
0: I'm sure he's in it I'm 100% sure he's in it so
1: oh just like Captain America's not in the
2: Avengers game that just came out because he dies at the beginning dies or air quotes (laughs) air quotes dies yeah uh,
3: spoiler (laughs) I mean he's on the
2: cover of the, the case I know
0: yeah I mean, it's just one of those, you know, certain things you know a character is going to be. And you don't have a Batman game without Batman. It's like, yeah, sure, he's dead. Sure, he is. He's just, you know, probably out of the story for a little bit. Like, I mean, like you would never think you'd have a Metal Gear Solid 2 game without having Snake in the whole game. I mean, that would never happen, right?
2: Yeah, it's like I mean, making a Venom movie without Spider-Man. Yeah, that would Hey, never
0: happen. hey. <laughs> I, I haven't seen it yet. It's Watch it. fine. It's great. <laughs> All right. Any last things we should say about Long Halloween before we go to Shelfer Box?
1: Basically, I'm just going to say, read it like it's, it's long. I'm not going to lie. It's long, but it is absolutely worth it. Um, It does show that really good mix of Batman and Bruce Wayne in a way that, uh, you know, other comics really don't focus on a lot. A lot of times people just focus on Batman, but this kind of shows that, you know, Bruce Wayne's got problems too. And, you know, the trio of Jim Gordon and Harvey Dent and, batman all working together very reminiscent of a certain movie that i'm not going to talk about anymore
0: why stop now
1: yeah i mean fine it was the same scene <laughs> in the dark knight and like if if you like the dark knight go out and read it this you're gonna dig it just don't expect a whole lot of joker yeah oh yeah
0: there, there's there's enough joker in this though
2: yeah i didn't
0: need any more joker
2: joker's great but man is he overused in batman
1: stuff mm-hmm. and this is yeah. just good amount of joker not yeah. much just comes around, acts like fucking crazy, and then disappears again. Yeah. until As New Year's, should. As he should.
2: Until New mm-hmm. Year's where he's shoehorned in for some reason.
1: Yeah. But that scene where he shows up in Harvey Dent's house, that's pretty good. And we did kind of skip over that. Uh-huh.
0: He doesn't even do anything. He just goes in his house, kind of beats the shit out of him, and leaves.
1: Yeah, yeah. but it, they have a nice talk. They chat. <laughs> he just Great. wants to know who Holiday is. Yeah. Everybody wants to know who Holiday is. So Joker beats up Holiday. <laughs> One of them. Yeah, that's There's some fine. cool moments. Agreed.
0: All right, I think we should go to Shelferbot. All right, I'll, I'll go first because I want to. This uh, <laughs> is your show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, it is. So I'll go first. Um, I'm actually gonna put this on the shelf. I know I've been bad mouthing it off and on throughout this, but probably because I was playing a character. Of myself and i'm very very tired at the moment but i actually i do like this like i think it's a it's a good comic it just after reading batman rebirth with tom king and then trying to reread this it makes this look like shit compared to tom king not that this is shit this is a great great book but tom king's batman is on a whole nother level so that didn't help me that's not don't do that do not do that when before you record a <laughs> podcast not a good idea but it's very good. Like, it's still a very good book. It's a very good story. I was entertained my first time reading it. I didn't want to put it down. I read all of it. in one day I had to know what was going on. I just could not stop. And and to me, that's something impressive when a book does that to me, because normally I don't get that into it. And I was really into it. So going on the shelf, I see why people consider it one of the best Batman stories of all time. It's up, if you look up Batman Stories list, this, this comes up you near near the near the top always. So there is that. And I, I completely under, I can completely understand why why people say that.
2: How about you, Mike? Uh like we said at the top of the episode, like the, the mob stuff is not my cup of tea when it comes to Batman, superheroes in general, but Batman especially. But uh, about probably half an hour into that video we keep talking about, when I realized this is basically <laughs> a long who done it, I was totally on board cause I've become a big sucker for that thing Ag- Agatha Christie and all that stuff. The supervillains I feel like they could have done more with or just taken them out altogether because they don't add a whole lot. Like I think Catwoman's only there to be a red herring the whole time because she's one of the people that Batman thinks might have done it. Yeah. Um, but like that big reveals we said at the end is just it's huge and if it can make me feel anything then it definitely did its job so it's it's going on the shelf for me too. Okay.
0: And we'll end with the most positive that we can. How about you, Kenneth?
1: Well, if I (laughs) haven't made it abundantly clear, this is definitely going on the shelf for me as well. Not only is it going on the shelf, it's going on its own shelf. Uh, This was one of the first Batman stories that I've read through start to finish. You know, I'd read a couple issues here or there, but uh, this was one of the first big narratives that I read when I was younger, and I just, I was astounded The way it used everybody I thought was really great. Uh, This gets a shelf with accent lighting, and uh, why not? We'll seal it in a nice case so it doesn't get messed up, too. It's a museum piece for me. Go read this. It's one of my favorite Batman stories ever. Okay,
0: and you're the only reason why this episode is still here, or happened today. (laughs) It is your fault that we read this book, which I'm okay with.
1: So, if any of y'all out there listening to this podcast have a problem with it, please direct your inquiries to me. I (laughs) uh, I will happily take all of your letters.
0: But notice how he didn't give you an email
1: address for anything. So, (laughs) oh, I will. But
0: feel free to email gamesmymomfoughtatyahoo.com. I don't read the emails that often, but I will every so
1: I will sometimes. It's really. And if you want to at me on Twitter, it's at Professor Sanity. I will happily read all your hate mail. It gives me life. (laughs) Uh, okay
0: and i think that's about wraps up this episode so i hope you enjoyed our spooktober our our as mike put it last week or maybe some point spooktember and spooktober that's how we should call it (laughs) we started we started spooky in september mid-september when this started with alan wake and we are just finishing up because this if everything goes right as planned this is you were hearing this a few days before halloween we figured that'd be perfect how to end this spooktober for 2020, the year that never ends with a long Halloween. The Halloween never ends. <laughs> Perfect way to wrap up 2020, right?
2: Hopefully it doesn't go all the way until next Halloween. <sighs>
0: uh, <sighs> better not. 2020 better not. Can't happen. <laughs> Don't say those things.
1: It's already Don't overstated.
0: Life. It's welcome. Yeah. All right. God, what the hell is I going to Damn, I'm tired. If you enjoyed this episode, we have tons of others for you to check out. Check out all our spooky episodes that we did this month. There's a ton. You're sure you're going to find something you like. We do comics, movies, games. So definitely check out all their other episodes. So if you enjoyed this Batman episode, we did Batman with Joker, Death of the Family a long time ago. So definitely check that out. And there'll be more Batman stuff coming up soon. Even even we're going to be covering one of the best Batman games ever made, Arkham Asylum, here soon. So definitely check that out. And if you enjoyed this show, tell a friend, tell an enemy, tell anybody. Make a Facebook post. Let people know. It's a great way to support the show just by telling people that you enjoy this show. Just spreading our name out there and help get more people listening. And we'll do more with the show eventually. I got big plans. Also, want to give a shout out to our awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Bobby, aka Mike Stoney from his EP "Bike the Bullet." Song of the Cool Kid Squad. I interviewed him not too long ago. Check that out. That that came up in September. And I want to thank Kenneth for coming on the show. We will see him again because we're going to cover Court Owls at some point. I'm going to say it on here, so I have to do it. At some point, we're we'll covering <laughs> to Court Owls
2: and the Nolan trilogy
1: and the Nolan trilogy uh, and Lego Two of those
0: movies. I don't know. What and you're Lego Batman. About <laughs> we'll cover those someday. I, once I finish MCU, I'll be more open to other things. <laughs> once that. That 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 crazy idea I had a year you know earlier this year. Hey, we should watch all MCU movies. So and by the time out. you
1: finish with that, we'll be ready to cover the long Halloween cartoon <laughs> movie that's coming out. Oh
2: yeah, <laughs> hmm, and, I don't and think the that. the Scooby Doo movie coming out that has Scarecrow in it for some reason. Because why not? <laughs> <laughs> by the time people hear this, it's already out. It comes out October sixth. Oh yeah, they won't hear this till October. 20th something 28th or so 27 yeah sure. like, i looked
0: it up it might be good
2: question mark
0: can't be yeah. better than scooby-doo Scout, zombie island you keep trying to sell me
1: on <laughs> the movie's great sequel not so much but the oh, God. No, there
2: was no sequel
0: okay lots of sequel deniers
1: here A lot of <laughs> and if you
0: den- enjoyed this please follow us on facebook instagram twitter i'm constantly posting images of what's upcoming on the show and the new episodes as they get released so definitely follow us on there I think that's and we're game by mom found just search game by mom found you'll find us and if you have any questions for me? feel free to shoot me a message on I'm game my mom found on Facebook. I will answer all of them usually pretty quickly. I've talked to a few people I have listened to your recommendations. somebody did recommend Paper Mario someday we're gonna cover it just not yet, but it's gonna happen. I don't remember who you were I don't it's been a while since I but if you're still listening someday we're gonna cover it <laughs> we're getting it takes a while. RPGs are not easy to do in this, in this with the format of this show they are a pain. <sighs> But luckily, Mike is up to doing that because he's crazy like me. So, yep, we're crazy. It works out. All right. I think that about wraps up this episode. I have said a lot. All right. We will talk to you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. So long.